It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. The number of our members that rejected the government's pay offer is 191,390. That's the sound of mass teacher strikes being voted through at the National Education Union's conference in Harrogate. Fresh strike dates have been announced for Thursday the 27th of April and Tuesday the 2nd of May after the NEU rejected the government's pay offer. Now teachers are set to walk out within weeks after a majority of NEU members turned down the offer they described as insulting. More than 191,000 teachers in England voted to reject Education Secretary Gillian Keegan offer an overwhelming 98% of members on a turnout of 66% and here's what they told Keegan from the podium. Any of you members are telling you clearly and in ever bigger numbers your offer does not cut the mustard. Keegan described the ballot as extremely disappointing and says the government had negotiated in good faith, proposing an additional one-off £1,000 payment for teachers and an average 4.5% rise for most staff next school year. But that was rejected. Now the latest strike days come as Year 11 and 13 pupils knuckle down for GCSE and A-level prep. The Leader Podcast is joined by Baz Ramaya, a former teacher in inner London schools and the head of policy at the Centre for Education and Youth. So what's fueling these strikes? So what these teacher strikes are about is fundamentally the issue of recruitment and retention in the teaching profession. That is to say the problem within the profession of not being able to get enough new teachers into the classroom and also not being able to hold on to the current teachers that we have within the classroom. Now, this has been a long-standing problem within teaching and teachers, trade unions, researchers have been warning about how bad and acute the issue is and about its long-term consequences on young people's education. But historically, their calls have been uh, for change in response to this recruitment and retention issue have been ignored by the government. Now, the issue has become particularly uh, magnified since the current rate of inflation that we're experiencing at the moment, which is obviously much higher than it has been historically. And that has, of course, meant that teachers are experiencing a real terms pay cut at present, even with uh, promises of increased pay offers from the government because those pay offers are so low they're experiencing a real-time pay cut. Can you tell us more about the government's offer? The offer that the government came to um, uh, the teaching profession with 
was a one-off £1,000 uh, payment to teachers and also a 4.5% pay increase to start in the um, in the next academic year, so starting in September 2023. Now, uh, the NEU has balloted its members to ask them what they think about that pay deal, whether they're happy to accept it. Uh, the NEU's members have overwhelmingly rejected it. And as a consequence, there will be more strike action in order to continue this industrial negotiation with the government to... Uh, remind them of the value of the teaching profession, remind them of the cost of inaction and to tilt them towards reaching a pay agreement which will allow our teachers to get back to doing what they, they want to do, which is providing our young people with a world-class education. What do you think parents' reaction is going to be as we head into exam season? If we look at the polling of the general public, we see that the majority of the public do support teacher strikes and we can understand that, right? Because if we look at, say, for example, polling on how much people trust uh, different professions, for example, polling done by Ips Mori, what they call their veracity index, that we can see that teachers are the fourth most trusted profession in this country. 90% of people trust teachers on what they say. So when teachers tell people that they're not able to afford their rent, they're not able to afford to pay their mortgage, they're not able to afford their childcare, then people generally believe them because they have a high level of trust in them. So my sense is that the public is actually a lot more on side with teachers than we often think. I also think it's important to remember that parents, parents are not like governments. Governments think in the short term, right? They're thinking about the next election cycle. Parents think in the long term. They're thinking about the future that their child is going to have in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So parents understand the argument that these strikes are about solving a long long-term problem. How would the government's pay deal have been funded? The government has offered to fund, to give schools the money to pay teachers this £1,000 cash in hand uh, that you've described. And also they've offered to give schools the funding to pay for 0.5% of that 4.5% teacher pay rise. Now, if, if the government doesn't properly fund a pay rise and it, the burden is put on schools using their existing budgets to have to fund that pay rise, then what's going to happen is that lots of schools are going to be driven into the red, driven into a position where they simply do not have the money to pay for these pay increases and also fund their usual day-to-day uh, expenditures. So the really critical thing here is not just an increase in uh, teacher pay, it's also to make sure the government is funding that with a further injection of cash to schools, not expecting it to come out of their existing budgets, which would further disable schools' ability to provide a high-class education to young people, particularly the most vulnerable young people. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, is teaching still a profession with good prospects? And why are so many leaving schools? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
welcome back. Baz, how attractive is teaching as a profession these days? I think the best measure of how attractive teaching is as a profession is we look at the figures on recruitment and retention. Now, if we look at recruitment, so recruitment here, we're thinking about how many new teachers are we getting to train to teach and go into the classroom in any given year. And we can see that this has been a long-standing problem, right? So for the past 10 years, the government has systematically year on year failed to meet its own recruitment targets for getting those new teachers into the classroom. Things are particularly bad in certain subjects. So for example, in the most recent year uh, where we have data, the government failed to meet its recruitment target by 70% for foreign languages teachers. And we see very similar figures for subjects like music, um, subjects like physics, maths, computing, even though those are part of the package of STEM subjects subjects that we really, really want high quality instruction in in our schools if we want to be a certain kind of economy as a country. And what about retention? In terms of it being an attractive profession for teachers to stay in, uh, a fantastic report by the National Foundation for Educational Research that came out last week, which shows that the number of vacancies for teacher jobs has doubled since before, uh, since the last time they measured it before COVID, which means that the number of vacancies that there are for teacher jobs has basically doubled, which means that there's been a massive increase in the number of teachers leaving the profession compared to uh, just before COVID. So how do schools manage these workforce gaps? There's a few different routes that schools follow to manage this workforce challenge. One is to bring in temporary teaching staff. Those can be supply teachers, but also frequently what we have to recall is that if your school is an academy or a free school and two thirds of secondary schools now, in fact actually 8% of secondary schools are academies, then that means that you are able to uh, hire teachers who aren't qualified. So they might draw on like uh you know individuals who are happy to respond to a job but don't actually have any formal training or qualification in teaching so you're increasing the number of unqualified teachers and you're increasing the number of supply teachers and again these are all temporary staff who aren't like folded into the school community don't know their students perhaps in many instances don't know the subject uh, particularly well that they're teaching so that's one way is to bring in temporary staff but another and we're seeing this quite a lot is just to cut your subject offer basically so for example we see this quite a lot in the arts in particular if you aren't able to recruit uh, music teachers then you might have some temporary supply staff who teach music to year seven eight and nine for example but then you wouldn't be able to offer music gcse and you wouldn't be able to offer music at sixth form and we see this in a wide range of subjects how's the profession coping post covid so we hear a really wide range of things at the center for education and youth and we did a very big report for the department for education looking at how schools had responded to the pandemic over the course of i guess the two years of the pandemic proper and there's a, there's a few really key things that come out here one is that teachers are just genuinely very exhausted like the covid period was really challenging um although the average number of hours that teachers were working decreased their stress levels and their anxiety levels according to a lot of high high quality research did massively increase during that period of time and they were constantly having to pivot and change their practice based on you know, a succession of government announcements that seem to be being made without any consultation with the profession. All of that has put enormous stress on teachers and particularly on head teachers. We're now in a position where one in three head teachers are reporting that they're likely to leave the profession within the next five years. And if that happens, we suddenly lose loads of accumulated 
expertise and experience and authority that those head teachers have will that will suddenly all come out of um, our educational system. So we have that 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 high um, level of stress that teachers are just experience cumulatively over that period of time. Is there any hope that a settlement can be reached? There are still three weeks between now and the first uh, first forthcoming strike date. So there is plenty of time for a negotiated settlement to be reached, but this is going to involve both parties, right? The trade unions are very open to discussion, but it's going to involve the government appreciating that solving this issue of teacher pay is not just about, um, you know, justice or fairness for teachers. It's about solving this fundamental long-term problem of recruitment and retention in the teaching profession. And if we don't solve that, then we're not just talking about a few days of disruption to young people's education from a few strike days. We're talking about years of disruption from not having the right teachers in the classroom with the right expertise, with the right qualifications to provide our young people with the world-class education that they need and ultimately the world-class education that our economy needs to prosper and grow. more on this story in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on tuesday at 4 p.m acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.